Are we on now? I think we're on. I love when Maya has I've to... turned your mics on. You've turned your mics on. <laughs> well, yeah. the gates. <laughs> Welcome to a very special British sync horror edition of Movies, 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 where Jenna and I are going to be chit-chatting about all of the British work coming out. People have been fawning over London and saying, you should go to London. Filmmakers need to be in London. That's where the art is happening. And we've been kind do of they? avoiding it. Jenna, what do you think? You don't like British. Why is that? I don't like British. Usually. I think I've just uh, always been a bit of a Frenchie at heart, and I've always thought, if you're going to do British, just do French. It's like dogs or cats, you've got to choose one. I know, I'm such a cat girl, and Britain's for dogs. Britain's, oh. Britain's dogs. Britain's dogs. You want baguettes. But we've been been rinsing Norman Cook, aka Fatboy Slim, The Mm -hmm. Prodigy, somehow just all these British and colonial texts we're talking about. New Terza. New Terza. Speaking of a coloniser, Terza. No, I'm <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> Spencer. Who's no one's talking about Spencer? All right, Jen, Andre, what's in store today? What's in so store? we're talking about... We're talking about... We're doing reviews today. We're doing takes on British sync realism, including a special, very, very late review of probably the British film of last year, Friends and Strangers, shot in Eora, Sydney, but with very British undertones. Mm-hmm. Probably the most British film that came out last year. And then on Impulse, Jen and I went and saw the new Harry Potter film. Mm-hmm. Oh, not me saying Harry Potter like that. I know, Harry Potter. Potter. Which is Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, it's a fantastic Funniest title edition. I'm of all time. So, I'm so lost on the narrative, but we just went in mid- Midday. It was last Monday. Yeah. And we just kind of let it wash over us and it wasn't easy. Well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. And the last thing we're going to review is FK Twig's entire opus for Capri Songs, all of her short videos. Which she probably shot in the space of two days. So I think so. we have a kind of scope of British cinema here. Do you have a We thing? have The Colony, we have On the Ground Resourceful Filmmaking, and we have Big Budget Studio Filmmaking. Before we had our mics turned on, I wanted to ask you who your favorite British actor is. <laughs> Renee <laughs> but also tied Renee Zellweger tied with uh, Lindsay Lohan doing British. Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't yes. like any actual British actors, no. but I love people doing British. Renee, it's so fun. I mean, I always thought I love Renee Nicole was Kidman as Virginia Woolf too. Can I tell you who my least favorite British actor is? Who? Anne Hathaway doing British. You don't like that? I don't think. Wait, I like what that is, when did she do British? Why do I feel like she's doing British in Les Mis, which I haven't seen either? That's French. But she's doing British. They all do Again. British. Whenever they try and do French, they just do British. Not us confusing French and British. Why do period films just do British accents? Capital P period films doing British. Period. Of music videos from FK Twigs' Capri songs. That's true, because we love them. 
We love them so much. I love her pivot from 3D imagery to Rivaldorf's full cinema. And also Crackly 35mm. Crackly 35mm, still frames, it's mm, on the street, yeah. there's security guards kicking people out, there's hospitality, there's pubs, there's a bar. Making multiple music videos in one day, then going to a premiere afterwards, she's making them quick and stick. Quick and stick quick with and the stick. dance crew. <laughs> Play a clip? Or no, we just did it. That oh, was that the was the clip. Oh, that's beautiful. We played the whole song. When I say Capra Song's music video, what's the one that comes to your mind that's stuck in your memory, Jen? Because I actually can't remember the name of the actual track, but it's the one when they're in the pub. Oh, the uh, the one with um, John some yeah, George yeah, yeah, Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, one's yeah. really cute. I love that one. Just serving yeah. some beers, I and know. no one's really paying attention to them. It's relatable. <laughs> yeah, it's very um, and they kind of do the most amazing hand performance. Yeah, and how all the music videos are actually only a minute and a half. It's just like a little snippet of the song. But you kind of feel like you heard the whole song. I wanted to talk about Honda, which we just played on air. Because of Ship's Mars. She's doing a Ship's Mars. And everyone's talking about the danger of filming on a vehicle that's moving and how she was all YOLO about it. But I really think that Ship's Mars do make for stunning cinema, as we've seen in Death Proof. And I'm ready to get back into a phase of dangerous music video filmmaking. I feel like we haven't seen a music video recently that's elicited fear of the performer dying. Not that I want to encourage a dangerous practice, but uh, there's something about seeing We her. nearly died this morning on a shoot. We truly nearly died. Do you want to tell the story? We yeah. put weights around our waists and on a camera and went into Gordon's Bay. Oh my yeah. God. And swam underwater with a GoPro and did a shoot. What I didn't understand is I'm trying to snorkel, but I'm also being dragged to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And we were so... also had talked about sharks the entire way there. So we're having panic attacks. Christ. Which actually led us to a line that we said off air. Do you want to say it with me, Jen? What was it? Garden Reflex has influenced the new... FKA Twigs. FKA Twigs. It's true. Yeah. If there was no us, there would be no <laughs> FKA's new era of filmmaking. We've got to talk about the Shy Girl clip as well, because... Uh, I love the Shy Girl it's clip. It's a collage of um, delicious imagery that you want to see in a music video. Inside walking dogs. House, I love someone walking, walking a dog. Um, You're right. British is dogs. British is dogs. Uh, dancing on a motorcycle inside a home. Uh, I think Terza has really influenced this new era. Mm. The, ter- the film clips for Terza feel like this. I fe- feel home video. How do you feel about the idea that people are wanting to make things look cheaper and more handmade and collage, but they also don't want to divulge into complete terseness of shooting something on a flip phone Motorola. Like, what's the fine line between making something look handmade, but also kind of chic and expensive? Because a lot of artists that we have worked with complain about wanting things to be 4K, but still look kind of rough. I don't know. You don't know the answer. (laughs) I just think that, like, uh, capturing nature and moments is kind of a forever thing. Mm. Like, everything else dates. Equipment dates. Animation dates. Uh, and you know what the secret is as well? But, like, capturing a moment does never dates. Especially when it's with your friends. I think exactly. it's shooting yeah. with it's family first take. The first take always is the best one. First take with friends. We're on Movies, 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 a fortnightly uh, best of music, m- music, movie news, sorry, I, I stand correct. I like to say bi-monthly. Bi-monthly. Oh, <laughs> love. Bisexual monthly. <laughs> but if you are a film fiend, then keep listening because Jen and Andre are here with some hot takes on some spicy new films. What have we got coming up next? Friends and Strangers, which has actually yes. finished its Australian cinematic release, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere online soon. It's by uh, Sydney-based director James Vaughan, who used to run probably the best ever 
film se- screening series that Sydney's ever known at the MCA. Oh. Iconic, iconic curator truly, truly, came truly onto it. Exciting venture just to MCA to uh, watch films. Best thing ever at MCA, I think. I think so too. I remember we did a FaceTime with Josh or Benny Safdie. With the Safdies and their phone number was on it. Their phone number was on it and we definitely <laughs> took some snaps of that phone number. <laughs> definitely used it. <laughs> and I just thought, wow, I love that we're doing a FaceTime in a theatre. Bring that back. So shout out to James Vaughan. Shout out to Sydney Writers Festival. It's going to be all FaceTime this year, I heard. Oh, everything's FaceTime this year. Um, and it's the Comedy of Terrors. Let's play the trailer. When are you going to grow up? I'm tempted just to leave you here. Your memory is like a big mansion with all these different doors and when you lock off whole sections, that's when things start to get real freaky, don't they? This is Ray. Get a bit of work like this, do you mean? Yeah, 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 a bit lucrative. Probably too strong a word. But it's a good earner, isn't it? I mean, it's not piddling. 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 I'm actually getting Sebastian Lilio vibes for the very first time oh. listening back. And it might be the Matthew Herbert inspired soundtrack, but what if it was actually closer to Pablo Lorraine and Sebastian, Sebastian Lilio than a Pitcher Pong and yeah, or and uh, what's the other one? Humans Gilly. humans on this planet. Humans on this planet. What's his, what's his name? The <laughs> pigeon sat on a branch. Roy Anderson. Forever, Roy Anderson. Jenny, you've seen this film twice and I feel like you have a lot to say about it. I saw it once. Why so have we never, him. why don't we speak about first features by Sydney filmmakers, Andre? I know. Well, because I think we're nervous because the feat of the first feat is mm. stressful. It's hard. We are in the midst of it. We're in the muddy swamp. We're in the, the sinking sand, mm. the quicksand of the first feature. And you never really know how to judge a first feature because it's predicated on inspiration and for like all the films that you want to mimic and copy but also uh, expressing your vision for the first time it's a stressful moment and why are we talking about it we're talking about this time because you saw it some 12 months ago Mm -hmm. and i saw it at the last opportunity to see it in a golden age a golden age and we've basically such a golden age movie this movie if any film was made for golden age cinema it was this one it's the most commonwealth street film it's commonwealth street golden age cinema it's been a year of discourse around this film that did very well it really traveled the world and i really think we've we've witnessed the conversation but never wanted to address it on air because we sometimes get scared about talking about our friends' films it was the only so-called australian film on the sight and sound list of last year. You now read three reviews in international publications that address the acknowledgement of country in the credits, which obviously seems second nature to us because everyone should be doing it. But I think a lot of international audiences picked up on that as a clue to the film's message. But you have so, you have so much to say about Friends and Strangers. Do you want to go first or should I go I just first? want to say nothing about it, you know what I mean? You want to hold back? Well, no, I don't know. I don't know where I sit with talking about first features from Sydney Peers. Yeah, I what I came well. This is actually just to give a bit of context. This is a film about two people who go on a camping trip, and then everyone says that, but I don't think that's what the film is about. You no, know it's I mean? really not. It's really about the second half, which is when it gets a bit freaky deaky, enters into a strange terrain where someone arrives at an employer's house for a videography gig, and then yeah, they just like gas a bag about a wedding, a meeting about a wedding, and then they gas bag about art inside this rich and bougie house near Nelson Bay. Is yeah, it? it really. It made me realise how much Sydney begs to be photographed but never looks as good as it mm. wants to be or something. The whole film seems to be about like how to read art through the lens of white supremacy, but mm-hmm. I don't know that it fully transcends the white supremacy roots of of its 
existence. I mean, definitely. <laughs> like, the landscape isn't engaged with, it's just observed. Exactly. It's definitely that meme of that, like, hot buff guy pointing up his finger saying, one must be clear and direct during satire so as to not support the cause it wishes to disrupt. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I always... So that's that's my... my I don't want to say qualm because I am nervous to seem like I am zhuzhing or critiquing the film. Same. I don't want to sassy towards it. I always Ultimately, wa- we love. I always wonder the, uh, the dig at white supremacy, how do you not just show it, but how do you transcend the conversation to make sure that you're actually bringing it into a space of deep critique as opposed to observation? Just, but I guess we're talking about it. I can imagine it going off in Britain and the UK lapping it up. Wait, it's a British film, ostensibly. It's, it's a British film. And British I think it's film. owning that. I think it's being like, it's so stupid that British people are here. Like, this is so, it just doesn't make any sense. Everything is like, they literally don't know how to live here. You know me, I love a film that makes me hate living in Australia because yeah. it makes me gag for travel. Um, <laughs> and as everyone, as everyone says about Australian filmmakers, you should leave. <laughs> so as an encouragement for Shout creators, out to Sab D'Souza. Sab D'Souza's line. Great line when I was like, yeah, sometimes I'm like... Tell maybe the story, tell the story, tell the story. We're just sitting, I'm sitting with Enoch Malangi, Sab D'Souza, iconic artist of Sydney, and I'm like, yeah, I think maybe the whole point is that I just save up enough money to just move back to British, even though that sounds horrible. And they're like, yeah, why don't you? Whoa. <laughs> okay, we all... I think we all can agree that that's actually a beautiful way to see the film. I and think it's a beautiful way. I think. Um, I think. Um, I think you oh, should my see, other theory seeing is this film with friends and strangers and letting them tell you what to do afterwards is the way to go. Movie news film. is that Furiosa is back up and running in Broken Hill. Oh it's about God. to happen. They're about to shoot it. And my my pitch for the Furiosa series, my fan fiction, is that they zoom out at the end of the desert. And it's actually England, and everyone went back. And Charlize Theron is playing British, fingers crossed. the desertification (laughs) of the the UK. Whoa, the desertification of the UK. Desertification? Desertification? Anyway. Shall we dive into a track? I think so, too. Wait, have you seen Friends and Strangers? Okay, I, I actually... Oh, sorry, I shook my that head. Was a no. That was a shaking. That was a silent, <laughs> quiet. It has a Peter Weir energy. It has a Pimika mm. Hanging Rock, mysterious, wow. uh, I'm asleep at noon kind of thing. Oh, that's what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to talk about Thich Nhat Han talking about how actually it's not night that's dead. Night's actually alive with energy. But this film captures midday death so well when actually in the middle of the day, that's when animals go to sleep. That's when there's nothing. That's when there's silence. It seems like a lot of the the last half of the film is shot. that's the scariest time of day. A lot of the last half of of the film is shot with the sunlight directly over someone's head, casting this disgusting Australian sun shadow onto the characters. I'm being harsh. These judgments. I know. These You sound so white right now. I sound so white right now. (laughs) I'm talking about the time of day. Disgusting Australian shadows. Oh, my God. Look at me. Take me back to Paris. (laughs) Take me to the Palais de Tokyo. If you've just joined us here on Mornings on FBI Radio, my name's Maya Bielik. I'm with Jen and Andre. We're on Movies, Movies, Movies. We're in the thick of... Take two, I AKA. Have to, I have one more thing to say. Oh you know how we're talking about how we want to make sure that these uh, post-colonial anti-colonizing films are actually like digging into the answer to how do we, how do we how dismantle do we whiteness? Have we done that in this conversation, or do we need to end with like a stronger Text point? Texting, yeah. Texting. We fail in this conversation. How do white filmmakers end white filmmaking? That is a big whoa. Sentence. Still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now's the time to cut our mic. <laughs> on that, we're going to jump into some music and come back with another cheeky review of Fantastic Beasts. 
the latest Dumbledore secrets, so don't go anywhere. This oh one needs... God. This is truly our last show ever. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one... the end of Movies, Movies, Movies. <laughs> We're on Movies, Movies, Movies. We're jumping through some reviews. And we get another cheeky one of the Harry Potter prequel series, Fantastic Beats, Dumble... Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> that title. <laughs> it's not... so horny. It's super horny. What's Dumbledore's <laughs> secret? <laughs> well, snicker away. Why oh. don't you? Here's a little something from the movie. I'm sorry to disturb you, Albus, but I've just received troubling news. Tell me, what is it? It's Grindelwald. The time is closed, my brothers and sisters. Our war with the Muggles begins today! The world as we know it is coming undone. If we're to defeat him, to trust me. Things are not quite what they appear. Um, I just very casually said off air it would be interesting to see what it was like to live in the time of Harry Potter and I just got completely roasted. So on that, <laughs> take it away. Harry Potter now. Well, let's open open up the secret of Dumbledore uh, with um, my takeaway, which was I can't believe Harry Potter is now getting political because this is a film that is truly about the politics of who rules the magic land. <laughs> I just can't believe they shot a lot of it. Set in Bhutan. In Bhutan, yeah. Fake Bhutan? Who knows? I know. Who cares? Who cares? Jen, would, if I even asked you to explain the plot of this film, would you be able to explain it outside of just this one line? It's the politics of Harry Potter? No, I, it's Ocean's 12. Mm. Um, it's Ocean's 12. Yeah, they're trying to pull off a prank, and so they've rustled together <laughs> a bunch of gangly... There's lots of suitcases. suitcases. And... I actually thought this was maybe the best Harry Potter movie there has ever been. Yeah, Harry Potter is about the props. It's the suitcases, it's the typewriters, it's the, um, it's the objects that come to life. But this, to me, most importantly, was just an opportunity to watch Jessica Williams, yeah. Jessica Renee. Do a fabulous accent. Do a fabulous British accent. Maybe she's so my favourite good. British actress. The dope queen, Jess. Two dope queens, one half of two dope, one dope half, queen. Half a dope queen. <laughs> one dope queen, Jessica Williams, uh, doing British. Um, she's the only person, I think, in this whole film that loves Harry Potter. Everyone else is just doing it for the paycheck. Everyone yeah. else is just really awkward because of JK. JK's tarnished <laughs> reputation. We don't even need to reference it because you all know the drama. But we were talking about... There is a really hot scene with Jude Law and Mads Mikkelsen that opens the entire film with a lot of sexual tension. The secret is that there's gay chemistry between Mads and Jude, and we bought it. And we bought it. I oh my god, is love. everything Sebastian Lelio this episode? Well, maybe it's episode is Sebastian's from Britain. Yeah. Se- Sebastian Lily is Little Britain. South American British kitchen sink horror realism. Okay, that is the next canon that Garden Reflex is influencing, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I uh, really respected, not respected, I appreciated the gay undertones of this film. Um, was waiting for a gay kiss. No gay kiss. No gay no gay sex, no gay nudity, which is Needed to sell it in all the markets. Um, but ultimately this film is very ambient and I think that's why it's one of my favourite Harry Potter films because we didn't I didn't follow the plot I tuned out I completely had no idea. and I just got to witness the as they say VFX in I know industry. not to bring up another Johnny Depp canon but it's the white reason we like Pirates of the Caribbean not because of any of the performances just because you get to hear creaking boats and like mm. <laughs> the sound of waves and yeah. skeletons and this episode's squatches. mostly about our favourite transport in film it's creaky boats it's trains it's buses good sound design in these three things Capri songs Love. excellent sound amazing design. production Friends and Strangers had beautiful score that's true actually the and Harry Potter I love the sounds of spells um, and I also 
didn't feel obliged to like Harry Potter because of all the drama. Do you know what? Getting rid of Johnny Depp and bringing Mads Mikkelsen brings it back to more of an ensemble piece. There's no one really stealing the show. Mm. Even though, I guess, Harry Potter has the name Harry Potter, I always felt like it was more of an ensemble piece, kind of like Jordan Gagos at AFW. It's like, Mm. there's someone's name, but it is the culture of now, and it is an ensemble piece where all the pieces kind of come together and actually make the work. Definitely. It's definitely giving cast, and Mm. it's giving SNL troupe. It's giving cast and crew. Repertory theatre, and... um, It's giving unionise. And it's about working with your friends, to be honest. It's a labour feat. It's a feat of labour. Oh, my God. And on that, I think it's actually going to close the book, not on movies, 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 but close the book on Harry Potter and the universe. But speaking of secrets... We would like to announce... That we are hosting an event next Wednesday night. Inspired by the secrets of Dumbledore. Called Garden <laughs> Reflex Presents Secrets. It's a film festival to raise money for our upcoming project shot in Fiji, which might have some Harry Potter undertones. It features a lineup of Jungle Pussy, Amrita Happy, Mickey Sione Blanco. Monu. Say that again separately. Sione Monu. Mickey Blanco. Tommy Misa, Enoch Melengi. And also the ever iconic Evelyn Roth inflatables that we're bringing to pump up on the night. And Charlie Friedman, huh. Sarah Jessica Carpark, Doris Fish, and potentially a little secret, uh, a little secret from us. But we'll, we'll stay tuned. It's at Pink Flamingo Cinema, May 25th. If you love the sound of our voice, please come along next Wednesday because I'm really pushing Jen to let us speak we longer love during the intro. Yeah. Um, um, we heard, we heard you what you two said. You two really like to talk. I'd never picked that one. Shut, Shut up! <laughs> Maya, after our short review of Fear Twigs, you guys didn't talk that much this time. <laughs> but no fear. We're going to pop the details up at fbiradio.com slash programs. If you missed any of that, you can find the ticket link, details, nitty-gritty, recap the lineup, everything. Before we head off, Jen, we were talking about our favourite British actors over the past week. And we had a bit of a brain fart, and who, what name do we come up with for? Renee Zellweger, we've already done this on the show. But we also thought that her name was Renee Witherspoon. Renee Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of made sense. I mean, Witherspoon and Renee are so similar. Synonymous, yes. They're synonymous. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, you can recap everything movies, movies, movies related at the program page on our website, fbiradio.com. Click the programs tab. Click on Mornings with Maya Bullock. That's where you'll find everything MMM related. Jen, Andre, see you again in two weeks. Big kisses. Bye. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.